And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. The World of Mythbits. Hey everybody, and welcome to The World of Mythbits, episode 71. I am your host, Stephanie Barty, and I am coming to you from the boudoir once again. Yes, my adventures in writing are over for the time being. I am back home in in my little hometown, in my itty-bitty house, in my big comfy bed, and that is where this podcast is coming to you. Yes, coming to you <laughs> this week. I uh, hope you all are faring well and not hoarding toilet paper and hand sanitizer. Um, we'll talk about that a little later on in the program. Anyway, uh, official business first. I want to remind everybody deadline for the magazine is today. It's the 15th, so... I will be, over the next few days, I will be going through everything that has been submitted and sending out acceptance and rejection emails. Um, so look for those and watch for the post on our Facebook page once I'm done. And if you haven't heard from me one way or the other, send me an email if you've sent something and I will see what's going on because sometimes I've noticed that people will send stuff and I won't get it. It gets shuttled either to spam or to trash or something and I don't get it or they'll send it to me again and then I'll get it twice. So I don't always, I don't know what's, I don't know. I don't know. Email's weird. Anyway, so yeah, the deadline is today. Um, so get your stuff in. Pretty, pretty, please. Still use some art, and we could take stuff in all the categories. Um, but yeah, if you have some art you want to send in, send it in. That would be great. Okay, and coming up this month in just a few days, uh, our open contract challenge starts again on the 22nd of this month. So get all that stuff ready to go and it's getting exciting um it's all right i'm just having a a brief what the heck moment because i just realized that my laptop is unplugged we need that kind of plugged in for things to run smoothly okay i'm back (laughs) so yeah open contract challenge starts this month on the 22nd that's march 22nd so look for the posts on Facebook. I will be sharing it everywhere the day the contest opens. Um, yeah, I'm getting really excited about that. Last year's was such a tremendous success. And um, I'm looking forward to this year. So yay. Okay, so that's the official stuff. That's the housekeeping. Done and taken care of. Um, As I said, I am now back home in the boudoir, and uh, yeah, I'll be here for a little bit, and then 
I'll be back off down to my sister's because I'm helping her out. Um, my brother-in-law and his brother are doing renos in the basement, making a mother-in-law suite for my mom. And a lot of the little things, like when I was there, we ended up chipping up. Um, there was this tile, plastic. I can't, I, for the life of me, the name of it, it's kind of like a, a laminate. You know those countertops back in the day, and they had tiles that were the same, and you glued them down, and they lasted forever. And it was like the 80s. <laughs> well, the basement was like tile from one end to the other, and it's a big basement. It's a fairly decent-sized basement. Um, so... We, my sister and I chipped the tile all up off the floor because they needed to do, um, they had dug up the concrete in the one section to reroute the pipes and everything, all the plumbing, uh, for my mom's bathroom. And they're knocking out a bunch of walls and putting up new walls so that we had to take all the tile off. And, I mean, this tile, I swear, had been there since had to have been the 80s at least and so the glue was i mean some of these were pretty much adhered to the cement floor so we needed a heat gun to kind of melt them <laughs> to get them off um and then some of them you, you know you hit it with the scraper and it boom, flew right off so but yeah my hands my left hand is is bruised <laughs> and i've got blisters and calluses and so we did that the one day and the next day we're like, oh, you know, the arms are a little sore and the legs are a little sore and the stomach muscles are, I mean, you're, you're using muscles you don't normally use on a regular basis. So they're all kind of going, yep, we're still here and you need to use this more because we kind of hurt. So um, the next day we decided, okay, well, that little job is done. That's one less thing that um, my brother-in-law and his brother have to do. They can do the important things like the plumbing and the electrical and, and building walls. We can't do that. <laughs> I mean, we could if you stood there and told us, okay, take this wire and connect it to this wire and twist and don't touch. But there's things that we can't do that they can, they have to do. So we do all the little stuff that takes up their time. Like, I mean, it took Heather and I a good hour and a half to scrape up the remaining tile off the floor. Well, that would have been an hour and a half that they would have had to do that. They could have been doing something else. And they were. I mean, my brother-in-law was at work. Because, I mean, he's still working full-time. So he was at work. And his brother, Kurt, was... Um, what was he doing? Oh, he was doing the plumbing. Attaching all the, the pipes and the drains and all of that stuff to... Excuse me, where the new bathroom's going to be while we were chipping up the tiles. So the next day... Um, I was at my sister's for a week. I've been back in Canada for a week. And the next day... Um, <coughs> we decided, okay, what's the next little job? So my brother-in-law listed off a bunch of things that he had to do, and he had to go to the Rona, which I guess to compare for my American listeners, the Rona is the Canadian, I don't know if you have Rona in the States, but it's like Lowe's, basically. It's like Lowe's or the Home Depot, the Rona. And we do have Lowe's and we do have Home Depot. We also have Rona. So anyway, we went to the Rona. Uh, he said he had to go to Rona and he had to get uh, 
10, 12 foot two by fours and 34, eight foot two by fours and 10 bags of concrete. And when my brother-in-law and his brother go to Rona, they're there for three hours. It's not a quick in and out thing for them. So we got the list. Myself, my, uh, off we went, me and my sister, do, 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 do. And we went, to, we were having tacos for dinner that night. So, um, we had to stop at the superstore, which is a grocery store, to get stuff for dinner. Holy moly, that was an experience. I'm telling you, scary stuff out there, people. Scary. We'll get into that in a bit. Anyway, go to the superstore, and the looks that we were getting, let me tell you, when you pull into a grocery store these days with a trailer, <laughs> people start giving you apocalyptic death glare. I swear, they were going to chase us out. Anyway, so we went, we went in, we got our green pepper, we got our bag of tomatoes, we got our tub of sour cream, and... Seeing the, the bare shells was, was disturbing. I mean, I had seen them on Facebook. I'd seen them on the news. But to actually see them in person, to be standing there knowing that crazy people had done this in the area that you're in. Um, anyway, so we get our stuff. And we go over to the Rona. And we go in and we order what we need and we pay for it. And pull into the little yard where you have to pull in to get your stuff. And they load it all up for us, and um, I, I'm a girl. I assumed they were going to use the ratchet straps and tie it down for us. Nope, they weren't. Now, luckily, I'm a girl who knows how to use a ratchet strap. So, by legally, they can't help us because if they fall, if they tie them down and the straps break or they fall off or something shifts and there's an accident, they're liable. Okay, I get that. Fine. I'll do it. Meanwhile, the wind's blowing six ways from Sunday. It's freezing cold. I don't have a winter coat. I mean, I have one. It was here at my home, not in Grimsby where I was. Because the original plan was, Mom picked me up in January. We were driving to Florida two days later. I didn't need a winter coat didn't need a winter coat when I was flying from Florida to California. Didn't need a winter coat in California. I just needed my fall coat, which is what I took. And then originally I was supposed to fly from California home and then I would have gone from the airport right back to my house where my winter coat is. So I would have been in a warm vehicle. Didn't need my winter coat. So didn't take my winter coat. So here we are. It's winter. And I'm freezing. Um, so anyway, I get it all strapped down and ratcheted good and tight until, you know, you, you flick the strap and go, bing! Off we went. So we get back to the house. Well, apparently I didn't get enough concrete. Apparently at some point in time in the list of things that my brother-in-law had given me, he said 16, not 10. He had changed the numbers so many times and every time he would give me a different number, I would delete it and put in the new number. And the last number he gave me was 10. So that's what he got, was 10. Anyway, so they're still working. And my sister and I decided they're working, they're busy. 
My brother-in-law is in a hole trying to reroute the pipe for the washing machine. And his brother is... What was he doing? He was in another hole doing something. Um, so we decided we'll unload the trailer and the back of the Santa Fe. So I start unloading the eight foot two by fours and I'm, and I'm carrying three at a time and I'm like, woo hoo, do 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 do. And it's in the house down the stairs, in the pot. In the house down the stairs, in the pot. So then my sister comes out and I've got most of the, the, about half of the, um, eight footers unloaded. There's 34 of them. So I, well, maybe not half, almost half. So, well, she's doing the eight foot ones and I'm just going to say my sister could only carry two. I was carrying three. So while she was, <laughs> while she was unloading the eight footers, I decided, okay, I'm going to unload the 12 footers. Now I couldn't do the 12 footers three at a time. I could only do them two at a time because they were kind of really long and awkward. So we get all the wood unloaded. Now we're down to the concrete. So we're trying to pick up these bags of concrete and they're heavy. They're big. They're, they're, they're awkward. They're about the size of a small child and they're heavy. So we, pick them up and we're like holy moly these are heavy and my sister looks at them and looks at me and she says well no wonder they're 30 pounds my nephew's 27 pounds so i'm thinking this is a little heavier than my nephew but not just three pounds heavier like a lot heavier than my nephew like two of my nephews but whatever she says they're 30 pounds maybe it's just because i'm tired so we're carrying them down and we get downstairs and uh my brother's my brother-in-law's brother comes over and he takes one of the bags and my sister plops hers down on the floor and she's like, look at that! Woohoo! I carried 30 pounds! Yay! And he looks at the bag and he looks at her and he starts to laugh. And she's like, well, what are you laughing at? And he's like, that's not 30 pounds. That's 30 kilograms, which is 66 pounds. <laughs> so, felt a lot better, but suddenly when you realize the bags are a lot heavier than you actually originally thought, they feel a lot heavier than you actually originally thought. So, yeah, I carried five or six, five, um, 66 pound, pound bags of concrete through the house downstairs and into the basement and onto the pile. So, needless to say, um, that was Friday, and it is now... Sunday, and you're listening to this on Monday, um, my arms are very sore. <laughs> my legs feel fine now. My stomach feels fine now. My upper arms have decided to stage somewhat of a revolt. Um, yeah, they don't like me very much right now. Raising them up over my head and, and flailing them around like I just don't care is not going to happen for a day or two. I could not sleep last night because I could not get... I sleep with one of my... Like, no matter what side I'm sleeping on, if I'm sleeping on my right side, then my right arm is straight up. And I pretty much form a straight line from the tips of my fingers all the way down my body line to the tips of my toes. My right arm, my right leg are straight. My left arm, my left leg are bent. And then when I roll over, it switches. So if I roll onto my left side, then my left arm, my left leg are straight. My right arm, my right leg are bent. It's just how I've always slept. Um, I'm not a tummy sleeper. I'm not a back sleeper. I'm not a side sleeper. I'm kind of a half side tummy. I started sleeping like that when um, I was pregnant with my first child. 
and I would sleep with my leg propped up on a pillow and my belly kind of cradled in between the pillow and the bed because I couldn't obviously lie flat on my stomach. I couldn't lie on my back because um, it's just not comfortable for me. Um, yeah, it's just not comfortable for me <laughs> to sleep on my back and sleeping directly on my side wasn't comfortable either. So I kind of half, yeah. So sleeping with my leg up on a pillow and having like a little cradle for my belly when I was pregnant, I just got used to sleeping like that. So I still find it comfortable, but now I don't always use the pillow. Um, and the more I exercise and the smaller my belly gets, I've noticed that I need the pillow less and less and I can kind of lie more flat on the bed with my knee bent. But anyway, so yeah, I just, I couldn't, I tossed and turned and I couldn't get comfortable with my arm up and I couldn't, I'm not used to sleeping with it down and I just, oh, it was a nightmare. So that's why I'm a little scattered today because I'm a little tired, a little sore. Um, well, nothing. You can probably hear it in my voice. I'm a little, I have a little bit of a sore throat. I'm a little stuffy. Um, it, it's not coronavirus. Don't panic. It was very dusty at my sister's from smashing concrete and pouring concrete and drywall dust from the music room and um, wood dust and, and all of that. And now that I'm home, I haven't been home since January, so it's a little dusty. It's a little hairy. It's spring, so, you know, the animals are shedding and we have a lot of animals. So that's all this is. Um, yes, I am sort of in a self-quarantine. We didn't think about it when we first came back. None of us were sick. None of us had symptoms. Um, we didn't really go out from my sisters. We went to the grocery store and the hardware store and that was it. Um, and I went to the drugstore. But yeah, now the, our government has said that they want everybody who has traveled out of the country when they come back to self-quarantine for 14 days. So technically I'm on, we've been back since the 6th. So I'm on day 10, I think, or 11, something like that. Um, and I'm just going to stay home for the next few days and, you know, I'll be fine. It'll, I'll be, my quarantine will be done basically. So, yeah, coronavirus. Uh-huh. That's all you see on Facebook. That's all that's on Twitter and the news and Instagram and TikTok. It's everywhere. You can't escape it. Or at least you can't escape the really bad memes and the really funny jokes and the mass panic and the news. Now... It's going to give you some statistics, some numbers for the area that I live in and give you a little bit of perspective. Well, maybe not perspective. I don't know. Oh, it helps if I could spell Corona. I don't like Corona. The beer. I don't, I'm not a fan. Not a big fan. Okay, so this was updated, oh, January. 
All right, so, okay, so this is five, five hours ago. All right, we're going to go with five hours ago. It's the most recent information. So while I'm waiting for this page to load, um, I do have friends that are still in the States and I was reading their status today. They've been told to come home. Well, their insurance company has told them to come home. You know, I'm talking to you. <laughs> their insurance company has told them to come home, that they're not going to cover them anymore. Um, my mom was talking to my aunt and my uncle, who my mom's sister and her husband. Now, my, my aunt is one of those at high risk. Sorry, my cat's going crazy. Okay, my aunt is one of those that is at high risk. She has severe allergies, and whenever she has an allergic reaction, now she's allergic to a lot of foods and food additives. So when she has an allergic reaction, she automatically gets a respiratory infection. It seems like it's mandatory. She gets, she has an allergic reaction, she eats something she's not supposed to, she has an allergic reaction, she gets pneumonia. That's how it goes. So her lungs are very susceptible to pneumonia and respiratory issues. So she is a high risk. My mom is high risk, which is why we brought her home. Um, apparently, <laughs> I found this out, I am high risk because I have heart disease. I have um, cardiomyopathy. And my aunt and uncle, my well, my great aunt and my great uncle, who are also down in Florida, my grandma's sister and her husband, well, they're in their 80s, so they're in that high-risk category. Well, they're all coming home. Now, their insurance companies haven't told them yet that they have to, but our Prime Minister is now talking about closing borders, about banning all non-essential travel. Um, so they're heading home to make sure they can get home. Now, my aunt and uncle, my mom's sister and her husband, they own a place in Florida, so technically they could stay there and be okay, but they're all coming home to be safe. Okay, so now that the page is loaded, so um, in Ontario, where I live, we have a total number of 145 cases. 42 of those new cases were reported as of today. So, um, I'm just, I'm just quickly scanning this article so I can give you some numbers. Um, most of, see, this isn't, all right, this isn't the article that I wanted because it's not telling me what I want to know. Um, we now have two in our local area. Most of the cases seem to be centered around Toronto. That seems to be the epicenter for um, Ontario. But that's because there's Pearson International Airport, there's Buttonville Airport, there's Centerville, there's a few airports that all fly in there from other, you know, around the world. So it makes sense that Toronto would be the epicenter of the outbreak in Ontario. 
Okay. So, status of cases in Ontario. We currently have 1,316 um, under investigation, 144 confirmed. Um, okay, so this all says pending for a bunch of them. They're not telling me where they traveled to. 40s, 40s female Simcoe Muskoka, which is where I live. And she went to South Lake, which is the um, Hurt Hospital. She's in South Lake. And she contracted it traveling. And she's self-isolating. And then we have another one who's a 70s male. And he's in Barrie in RVH. And he requires hospitalization. Um, and then it goes farther north. But most of them are in Toronto, Peel, Hamilton, um, in our area. So I'm kind of living close to Where, like, within an hour, 45 minutes, half an hour, um, of where cases are. I'm an hour and a half from Toronto. So, kind of gives you a little bit of perspective as to what coronavirus is doing in my neighborhood. Um, things are getting crazy in the stores. I mean, just in my town alone. And we don't have any confirmed cases in my town. In my county, yes. In my town, no. There was a fight that broke out at the Walmart. And, I mean, everybody's making jokes. You're going to get a runny nose. You're not going to get a runny bum. Don't hoard toilet paper. Why are you hoarding toilet paper? Hand sanitizer, I can kind of understand. But my sister's an NP. So... Well, my sister says, hot soapy water, wash your hands with soap and water, wash frequently. Yes, sanitize when you're out, but washing with soap and water will is just as effective. I kind of believe her, because <laughs> she knows what she's talking about. Um, but I want to talk about this, this mass amounts of, and it's not just toilet paper anymore, mass amounts of toilet paper and hand sanitizer and the flushable wipes and now baby wipes and di adult diapers that are flying off the shelves for people who don't need them. I mean, yeah, it's all great and good that you can afford to buy 17 packs of toilet paper and 15 bags of adult diapers, but do you need them? Probably not. And the ones that do, the elderly and the, um, you know, the, the people, people with children who need the baby wipes, the people on a low or fixed income, they can't afford to go out and hoard all of these products. They can only afford every week to go out and buy what they need. Now, yes, 
Our government has said there is no shortage of toilet paper. There is no... But you go into the... There may not be a shortage and the trucks may be coming with more supplies. My point is you go into the grocery store. That elderly person in, you know, their 60s or 70s or 80s that only gets out once a week to do their grocery shopping. Most of them have somebody that comes and picks them up, takes them shopping, and brings them home. Now, they're on a fixed income. They're on their pension. They can't afford to buy 17 rolls of toilet paper. Well, they finally get their day arranged. They get their ride. They pay their taxi, or they take the bus, or they pay somebody to come and take them, or you know, they, somebody takes time out of their day to come and get them and take them shopping. And they get to the store, and there's nothing there. There's no toilet paper. There's no hand sanitizer. There's no milk. There's no eggs. There's no fresh fruit. There's no meat. There's no cheese. And now, they've wasted that money to go there that they probably couldn't afford to waste. Now they have to spend the same amount of money to go home with nothing. And not only have they spent that money, wasted that money on the trip, they've also exposed themselves to the potential of catching COVID-19 because they are in a higher risk group than the 40-somethings that are stockpiling because they think it's the end of the world. Stop it. Think beyond your own means. I have um, my brother's brother-in-law's brother, his fiance. They have two little kids, and one is in diapers, one is potty training. So baby wipes are kind of essential. And she went out to get baby wipes, and there weren't any. There was none. And a friend of hers had gone to the dollar store to look for baby wipes, and there was a guy in there cleaning off the rack of the baby wipes. And she said, you know, what about the people with babies that need baby wipes? His response to her was, not my issue, not my problem. Beg your pardon? That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I, I, I've had to get off of Facebook for a while. Yes, I'm, I'm ranting a little bit in this, in this, um, episode and I'm terribly sorry. But I have spent an entire week watching the downfall of humanity. It's not going to be the virus that's going to take us out. It's going to be the panicked, crazy people. I understand being panicked. I understand having anxiety about what's happening. It is a scary situation, especially if you have a compromised system. It's terrifying. Somebody sneezes and I'm freaking out. As soon as I started getting stuffy and the sore throat and the, you know, the dry cough, yeah, I'll admit, I panicked. I didn't go out and buy 17 bags of toilet paper. But yeah, I panicked a little bit because I am compromised. I will fare better than most that are compromised. More than likely. I don't know. Who knows? I can just have heart failure, so my lungs fill up on a regular. <laughs> but I was going somewhere with this and I completely lost my train of thought. 
Oh, it's, I've, I've been watching all week since we got back. And I mean, the situation gets worse every single day with the virus spreading. I mean, Italy is a disaster zone right now. The virus itself is scary enough. And now you've got these panicked people. There's guns being drawn over toilet paper. People are taking things out of other people's carts and starting fist fights in the grocery store over toilet paper and basic essentials that are in the grocery store. If you just buy like you regularly do, it's going to be there every single week. I mean, you don't go to the grocery store and you buy your 12-pack or 24-pack of toilet paper and you go back the next week and there's none there on a regular basis. So why, now that there's this virus, would you think that shopping, like you regularly would, would it suddenly disappear? Okay, so yes, you run the risk of having to be quarantined for two weeks. So, instead of buying your one week's worth of groceries, buy two weeks worth of groceries, not two years worth of groceries. Now, yes, statistics say, if in my house, say I get coronavirus, I'm quarantined for 14 days. Well, so is everybody else in my house quarantined for 14 days. Then if one of them gets it, that's another 14 days on top of that. And then if the next person gets it, that's another 14 days on top of that until we are all healthy again. So, okay, I get it. You're kind of planning ahead for the amount of people in your house. But nobody has that many people in their house that is going to require that much toilet paper. I'm seeing pictures of people. A friend of mine who lives in B.C. posted she was at the Costco. And she posted a picture of this guy. And he had eight. I think it was eight of the Costco club packs of toilet paper in his Eight. Now, I think there's 48 rolls or 72 rolls, something like that, in the thing of toilet paper. Now, the stores are starting to combat this panic by posting limits on the toilet paper, the hand sanitizer, the baby wipes, the the masks, which are useless, people. Unless you have the virus, you don't need the mask. Unless you're in the medical profession, you don't need the mask. The mask will not prevent you from getting coronavirus. Stop buying them. Stop it. Hand sanitizer. A little dabble, do you? You don't need 15 bottles of hand sanitizer. Wash your hands. Soap and water. The only time I use hand sanitizer, and it's because of the virus, and because I am compromised, I do use it, on a regular basis is when I go to the grocery store. Put my hands on the cart, I do my grocery shopping, get in the car, I sanitize my hands. Go to the drugstore, go to the dollar store, wherever. Get back in the car, I sanitize my hands. Because I'm out there touching stuff. I don't need the germy germs. I don't need to get sick. So, and, and I found that I love to touch my face. So, sanitize my hands. 
Because I can't keep my hands away from my face, so I've got to sanitize my hands. But I don't have 17 bottles of hand sanitizer. I've got the little bottle in my coat pocket, a little bottle in my purse. I think there might be one in my computer bag. I don't know. There could be. My mom's got one in her car and one in her purse. But we always do. So we didn't buy any more than what we usually have on hand. I actually don't think we bought any. We bought three bottles when we were in the States um, so that we each had one, and that's what we've been using. Didn't go out and buy a whole bunch more. And we had the sanitizing wipes, so every time we would go into a restaurant, because we had a two-year-old and a six-month-old and a 68-year-old, we would wipe down the table, wipe down all the chairs, wipe down the high chair, and then proceed with our day. Two minutes. That's all it took. Two minutes. Wipe everything down. And then when we would leave, after we would pay, we would sanitize. Um, don't use cash. Don't use cash. Use your debit card. Use your credit card. Tap. Don't touch. If you have to touch, you sanitize. Don't need 17 packs of toilet paper. I'm just saying ridiculous stop it because this kind of panic is spreading and now people are seeing the people that panicked because of the virus buying all this stuff well now people are panicking because of the original panickers so it's just a snowball and it's a never-ending cycle and you, it just it stop we have enough to worry about um and try and keep it away from little kids. Like, don't let them sit and listen to the news. And, and They don't need that. You're the parent. You're the adult. You're going to look out for them. Yes. Reiterate, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. But I mean, you should be doing that anyway. You're going to go in and you're going to go pee. Wash your damn hands. You're going to go in and you're going to do something else. Wash your damn hands. You go in the bathroom, wash your hands. You're going to go in the kitchen and make a sandwich, wash your hands. You've been outside playing in the dirt, you come in the house, wash your hands. That's just, wash your hands. The way we were raised, raise your kids that wash your hands. Wash your hands. Don't sneeze on people. Don't touch people. Observe the social distancing. Because that's how we're going to stop it. We stop being naive. We stop putting our head in the sand or burying it into a pile of toilet paper. I'm, yeah, I'm going to keep making those jokes. I'm, just, I'm going to keep making them. Because it's ridiculous. Be vigilant. Wash your hands. Don't go out if you're sick. Avoid large areas. If the virus has no way to spread, it's not going to spread. And people are going to get better and it's going to go away. Don't believe blindly, is what I'm trying to say. Don't believe blindly. Do your part to prevent the spread. But don't panic about it. It's not Armageddon. It's not the end of the world. It's not the second coming. Whatever you believe it is. 
It's a virus. It's a bad virus. It spreads quickly. It's dangerous to those with compromised systems, the elder and the elderly. Kids seem to be doing fine. They get it. They're sick for a few days. They get over it. Um, there is a theory being bounced around the medical community and my sister being in the medical community, she gets a lot of the, the emails and the newsletters from the journals and stuff like that. That is kind of like the chicken box. When you're a kid, you get the chicken box. No big deal. You got some scratchy spots, a little bit of a fever. You get over it. You're fine. The older you get, the worse chicken pox is for you. They're kind of have this theory that this is what it's like. If you're young and relatively healthy, especially children uh, under the age of nine seem to handle it fairly well. It's just like a bad cold. And they get over it and they carry on. Um, the older you get, excuse me, the worse the symptoms seem to be. And I don't want to spend this entire podcast talking about coronavirus because I'm sure like I am, you're sick of seeing it everywhere. I check the news a couple of times a day to see what has closed in my area, what new things the government's implementing that I need to be aware of. Um, I'm not so much on the travel bans anymore because I'm not traveling. I'm back in Canada. I'm back in my, my hometown. The only traveling I'll be doing is to my sister's. For the time being, um, the expo that I was supposed to go to at the end of April has been postponed, so boo. Um, so I'm not really paying much attention to the traveling because I'm not traveling. So I'm paying attention to things that are happening in my region, like the YMCA closing and um, the library closing and the rec center closing. Knowing what things are closed so I can plan what I'm doing, you know, watching to see. I mean, they're not going to close grocery stores, obviously. But, you know, I didn't know if restaurants had started closing. And we had pizza for dinner, so I needed to know if the pizza place was open. Um, the buses, which is our mode of transportation, we need to know if the buses are, are still running, if they're still running the buses between here and Barrie, because we're going next weekend to pick up my granddaughter. Things like that. That's what I'm paying attention to. And I'd like to know how it's spreading in my particular region so that I can take precautions proportionate to the severity of the crisis in my area. area. Not panic. Be prepared. So, I'm just... I'm tired of the panic and it was, it was upsetting me and it was freaking me out and I just, I have to avoid it for the time being. So yeah, that's my rant on the coronavirus. Stop it. Just stop being ridiculous. I mean, really, unless you're an extreme couponer, you have absolutely no reason to have that much toilet paper that much hand sanitizer, that much Lysol wipes. You don't. You don't. Unless you're an extreme couponer. Stop it.
And if you're an extreme couponer, you've already got that hoard, so you're good to go. And these people profiting off of it, too. I just got a notice today that Kijiji has banned all sales of toilet paper and hand sanitizer and baby wipes on their site. You're not allowed to list any of that. Because people were buying it and then selling it for three times the price. There's a couple in BC that's made a hundred grand off of selling Lysol wipes. I mean, I understand capitalism. Great. And I'm all for seeing a market and, you know, carving out your niche and making a buck. But don't make it off of other people's panic. Don't do that. That's just wrong. That's disgusting. Okay, I said I wasn't going to make this entire podcast about coronavirus. And unfortunately, it seems that it's gone that way. But I just, I needed to get that off my chest. I needed, I just, I needed to rant about that. Um, I'm doing my part I don't have symptoms. I don't feel sick. But it says most people, a lot of people who have symptoms don't show it, don't know it. Seeing as I have been in Nevada, California, Florida, and then we went through however many states we went through to get home, it was kind of my husband was tracking it as we were going and it seemed like I don't actually know if I should say this on my podcast, but um, I'm going to anyway. And if the CDC shows up at my door, well, I'll deal with it. But he said it seemed like we would be in a state for the night and then we would leave and the coronavirus numbers would like spike. As as we were leaving each state, the numbers would increase <laughs> in, our, in our wake. So he was kind of wondering, like, what the? On our way down, it was tornadoes. On our way back, it was coronavirus. So, you know, I am a natural disaster, apparently. I, I leave chaos and destruction in my wake. So, um, so yeah. Back home in the boudoir. And, yeah, I'm going to be getting on the magazine because it's the deadline. Um,. I'm going to work on that, and yeah, I've got writing to do, because I am a full-time writer. Uh, and that's a funny, I posted that the other day on my Facebook, you know, one of the perks of being an author is we are really good at self-isolating, and we work from home, so we pretty much got that covered. I've been training for this my entire life. I'm good. I'm golden. I can work from home. Awesome. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing. And I'm going to be definitely staying home for the next, I think I have 6 to 12 is 6. Uh, anyway, for, for my 14 days are up. Um, so, yeah, that's my life in a nutshell lately. Um, coronavirus, yay! <laughs> It's just frustrating. It is, because I'm one of those that is on a, on a low income. And we have one paycheck. We shop once a week. We buy what we need for the week. We live paycheck to paycheck. And when we can't buy our essentials, it, it, it's a little difficult. You know? 
I mean, yeah, I'm a country girl. I can use a leaf. All right, it's not like I haven't used the wind to dry before, so, you know, air dry. But that's not the point. Shop like you would any other week. You don't need to panic buy. Just shop normal. That's all you need to do. Shop normal. So, I mean, if you disagree with me, let me know. Let me hear it. I'd like to hear your opinions. So, you can send them to not me at... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, completely lost my train of thought there. Blah. So I think, yeah, I'm starting to, to get a little spacey. So I think I'm going to end the podcast. So don't forget to... Oh, and I closed everything, didn't I? Did I? Did I? Did I close? Oh, there we go. Had to wake, had to wake my mouse up. Okay, so you can find us on Facebook at the World of Myth Bits podcast or the World of Myth magazine. Or both, you know. You can like both. You can find us on Twitter at the World of Myth Bits Podcast and the World of Myth Magazine. You can find me on Twitter at Lupa B. I am, we are, I am also, <laughs> I am also on Instagram at Stephanie Barty Author. I'm on Facebook at Author Stephanie Barty. You can find my fan page at Stephanie J. Barty. Oh, I'm a Facebook page, Stephanie J. Barty. So, if you're looking for a little more than what I have to say, head over to jazomon.com slash jazomodcast and check out all of our weekly shows. There's mine, The World of Myth Bits. There's Who's the Boss with Larry Walton. They're returning in the spring um, is My Public Life as an American Nerd. Every week we have Dispatches from Shed Quarters with Mike Lutz and Jason Bashard. And welcome to Paradise City with Vice and Matthews. Now, we also have Syndicated Saturdays. And on our Syndicated Saturdays, we have Juice Pro Wrestling Podcast. We have Delivery Brothers, The Movie Madhouse, Two Opinionated, The Days of Comics Past in a City Like Yours, and what is that one? The Life Radio Show. So... Go and check out that. And I do believe we just added another podcast to syndication. Um, so yeah, check, go on over to jazomon.com, jazomodcast, and check out all of the podcasts. You can even listen to past shows, new shows. You can submit if you have, think you have a podcast that needs to be on our network. Send it on over. If you want a sponsor, you can get a hold of us over on the network. So yeah, go check that out, and don't forget to check out the magazine at www.theworldofmyth.com, and I will see you all next week. See ya! The world of myth bits.